This is Hammond. And Jessica. And you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. Please go to patreon.com slash Friendly Atheist Podcast to support the show, get bonus episodes, get ad-free episodes, and again, support the show. <laughs> uh, really quick, we just have a couple of uh, announcements. Uh, me, I will be speaking in Houston, Texas on Sunday, October 30th. That's for Houston Oasis, HoustonOasis.org. It's at 10.30 a.m. It's a talk I have not given too many places. Um, so that's Sunday, October 30th. It's very annoying because I have a Halloween party the day prior that Hammond cannot attend. I wasn't going to anyway. You're I would have monster. tried. No, you wouldn't tried. have. You would have come. You would have st- worn jeans and sneakers and a hoodie yes. and stood in a corner like a fucking weirdo. Yes. And then left without telling anybody. That is all parties. <laughs> um, so yeah, okay. hope to see you in Houston. Yay. What? I spoke at Houston. Remember that? Um, so I wanted to invite people who live in the Chicagoland area this Sunday. Uh, it's the 21st, 2nd, 3rd, 23rd, I think, whatever that Sunday is. Um, the Hanson Center, where I work, we're having a big fall fest. It is uh, free, I think, free to enter. And then there's like face painting and there's going to be a little photo booth. We're going to paint a horse to look like a skeleton. Isn't that exciting? <laughs> It'll be cool. Um, so please swing by 11 to 1. All proceeds go to the Ray Graham Association, which helps disabled uh, people with disabilities just move throughout the world well. So Excellent. Yay. Uh, I thought we would start with this story because I do have an update. You're going to remind me that I have an update to this story. But basically, this concerns a congressional race in New York. It's in the 12th Congressional District. Uh-huh. The only reason you would have heard anything about this in any news story mm-hmm. is because this is one of the redistricted areas of New York. Sure. And it pitted an incumbent, Carolyn Maloney, against another Democratic heavyweight, uh, Jerry Nadler. So both of them are in Congress. They're powerful Democrats in Congress. They got lumped into the same district so they had to duke it out in the primary. Jerry Nadler won. Mm. He's the Democrat on the ballot. It looks like he's going to win the race. It's a pretty strong Democratic district. No drama. Yeah. All the drama was in the primary. Yeah. So here's the thing. There is a Republican on the ballot. You don't know who the name is. I don't know who the name is. It doesn't matter. But there's also a I third this is a person. S- strong blue strong congressional blue district. blue district, which is why you haven't heard of the other people in the race. Okay. But there's an independent candidate oh in the race. His name is Mike Itkis. And the reason I mention him is because basically he did something that would get people like me to mention him on things that I do. Here's what he did. Okay. You know what his platform is? He has three items oh, on I his saw platform. This headline. Well, oh, he has three boy. items on his platform. Yeah. Uh, one of them is he wants to uh, stop the war in Ukraine. Great. Which, all right, fine. So that's his foreign policy. I don't know if that's policy. necessarily in our purview to do, but fair. <laughs> he I don't also, think that's an American duty, but whatever, okay. He also cares a lot about cybersecurity, which, all right, dude, yeah, fine. I mean, sure. And then his third one is basically sex positivity, which includes decriminalization and legalization of sex work, among other things. Great. Which is fine. Like, that's all wonder. of that's fine. That's a very slim platform in terms of all it the things. It is what we call narrow casting, but like, <laughs> you know what? If he's passionate about these three issues, then God bless. Right. And so it turns out that wasn't enough to get him 
noticed so, by literally anybody. What? Weird. So uh, recently, like three a months ago. A weirdo didn't attract attention? <laughs> I can't believe it. So three months <laughs> ago, he tried a different tactic. He uploaded a video of himself on a, I'm just going to go ahead and say adult website. Which one? Uh, no, we're trying not to get banned from the... Pl- I don't know what the rules are on social media anymore. Uh, okay. But he uploaded it, and uh, it's called Bucket List Bonanza is the video's title you for those Bonanza, of you... very weird. Uh-huh, for those of you who are near a computer and are very curious about this. And basically, the 53-year-old uh, Itkis is basically shown on camera. It's... Imagine he just set up a camera in a bedroom... Yeah. ...and basically has sex with an adult performer, Nicole Sage... Okay. Is it sex work situation? Like the first thing you see in the video, I read articles about it, Um, is basically the performer. You've uh, seen? Did you watch it? I did totally. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, and the thing is, there's nothing titillating about it. It's just like, well, it's a guy who's just having sex with a camera on the side. There's no videography to it. Yeah. It looks like you're like you're a voyeur in the room. Sure. But the first minute or two of it is the performer basically on camera saying, like, <sighs> I'm doing this for this for this guy. Like a little introduction. Like, was she doing it like I this is how I'm donating to his campaign is I'm donating my services I don't remember. for this video? Because that's kind of in-kind wild contribution. Marketing, right? No pun intended. It was very intriguing. It was. Did it you was hear my viral marketing joke? Hilarious. It was about STIs. <laughs> it's because virus can mean two things. <laughs> well done. Well done. Um, okay, so this middle-aged man fucked a sex worker mm-hmm. on camera mm-hmm. to the headline said draw to attention to this his is, campaign. This is the question I want to know. Yeah. So Why? the headline What's I the point? saw was just like a sc- like a screenshot of the video, which I think he was like Winnie the Pooh with like shirt no <laughs> pants. Um, and but yeah, the headline was like to draw attention to his campaign, which. What yes. was amazing, he did this three months ago. No one noticed. The, really? the video was uploaded three months ago, but it wasn't until like last week when he did an interview. Is sex work legal in New York? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if it was actually filmed in New York, if it is. Oh, that's a good question. Um, but I guess they can't prove it was. <laughs> it, there is monetary. I will say, no one's brought up that question. Like, it seems to be a non factor. Why do I always ask the dumbest questions. It's Why can't good. I focus on the right thing? I know. Focus on the story. The story is he gave an interview with the magazine, uh-huh. uh, a newspaper, I don't know, a publication called City and State. And he's like, I'm real proud of my ding dong. Yeah, <laughs> I well, want to show the world. He said he wanted to highlight his sex positive platform, which, okay, okay. that's a way to do it. Yeah. And he said the video was a conversation piece. He said, if I, I would, if I would just talk about it, it wouldn't demonstrate my commitment to the issue. And the fact I actually did it was a huge learning experience. And it actually influenced items on my platform. I mean, that's a very, like, P.T. Barnum, as long as they're talking about (laughs) you. It's good, right? Bad publicity. All publicity is good publicity. But, okay, first of all, it influenced items on my platform. I told you his platform. I would like to know how this influenced the Ukraine platform or the cybersecurity platform. Well, that doesn't mean he... No, I think you're being unfair. I think (laughs) he's very clearly saying the sex-positive thing. However, if we can send aid to the Ukraine in the form of sex work (laughs) or adult entertainment, I think Ukrainians are probably feeling pretty horny. (laughs) Why do you talk? I don't know. Um, I can't stop. But here's the thing. like, There's so many other progressive issues where like, 
we could say marijuana should be decriminalized I'm, and not say it while being high. I'm glad like medical assistance in dying isn't his primary issue because you don't need sure. to do it to make the point you're trying to make. Again, he did it to get attention. That's where I'm coming back to. Like, I get you wanted to get attention for your flailing campaign because literally no one is thinking about you right now. Right. Um, And I am all for let's get more progressive Democrats talking about some of the issues you're talking about. Sure. Because even in a state like Illinois that is pretty blue, Mm -hmm. even the progressive Democrats here are afraid to talk about it because the last thing you want to do is be seen Unfairly, I would argue, but as immoral, right, as right. Un, like you're you're hurting our kids, whatever. Sure. It has nothing to do with it. Think of the children, etc. Oh, the reason I even bring this up on this podcast of all places, two things about that. One is if you look on the guy's website, like the Safe for Work website, um, he lists his biography. At the very bottom, it says, uh, like in bold, he wants you to read this. It's like his his slogan, not married, no kids. Not celibate, atheist. Well. (laughs) Those are his selling points. Not married, no kids, not celibate. Which we know. Which we saw with our own eyes, or haven't did. How long did it? I don't want to know. Ask the worst questions, I I swear to God. And an atheist, and that's like his his headliner. It's the the atheism thing. thing. I am so all for atheists running for office and being open about it. Weird ones, atheists, though. Why can't we have like a normal candidate who's an <laughs> Listen, atheist and not are... like also running on like a lunar platform? I am I am working right now on an article that involves uh, someone at Only Sky where I write talking to an atheist politician okay. about why does that matter? Okay. Why is that important? I just read through the transcript of it right now, and all of the answers are friggin' amazing. Like, I have so much admiration for the person. And so there are some weirdos. Uh Well, I wouldn't even say weirdos. What he did, I do not care about. I I genuinely don't have a position uh, on this dude either way. (laughs) I just, as far as attention getting goes, I don't get Uh. how it helps. But if you're saying, like, look at me, I'm not married, I don't have kids. Neither of those are selling points. Like, I don't care if you are married and have many kids. Doesn't mean you're a good or bad politician. Yeah, this falls under the category of people just saying things about themselves and pretending they're brags. Yeah, exactly. Which is a thing I, I remember noticing it as a kid and somebody was like, God, I don't even know what it was. Like, I'm really good at something. And I'm like... So you're just pretty self-aware and yelling about it. That's fine. (laughs) And then not celibate, which why is that on your campaign website? I don't care. Why would people expect him to be celibate? Did somebody, he's asking a question. Nobody's answering a question. Nobody's asking. That is accurate. And again, atheist. I I love that he's saying it. If the question was, tell me, fill out a short bio about yourself. What's your religion? And you wrote down atheist. I'd be like, look at this guy not hiding it. But it's just strange. We can't just <laughs> have a nice regular atheist candidate, can we? I know, right? Um, I don't want to like see if a ding re- dong. If a Republican said, I'm in an opposite sex marriage, have 2.5 children, and like I'm committed to Jesus, I'd say none of that stuff matters. I'm not hiring you. I'm not voting for you well, I to do anything with that. CPS on them because what they do to that half child? <laughs> it Which half is it? it? Top it half? It. Right half? Nah. Front half? <laughs> <laughs> My here's my fear. Um, it hasn't happened yet. This is entirely hypothetical. Um, 
I wonder if any conservatives are going to link his atheism and the sex tape to suggest those two things. Like, look, both immoral. Of course, they go hand in hand. I bet. Not, and keep in mind, this was consensual, what he did oh, on yeah, camera. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to almost guarantee that conservatives are not touching this show with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> they, this is not a district they're worried about or putting any money into. They are like, listen, y'all, that's what we've always said about you. Thank you for proving us right. We're going to go back and keep turning the time back. <laughs> um, I should say, so I Jerry Nadler, the Democrat who is almost certain to win this race... Their campaign did not comment at all on this not. video. Of course There's not. Why would no you? There's no good way out of this. <laughs> um, I should say the Republican in the race, whose name doesn't matter because he's not going to win. Yeah. I feel like his response, because he did give a response, was, was almost like begrudging admiration for what the guy did. Because you know the Republicans not getting any attention in this race either. The Republicans said, you got to do what you got to do. The media ignores everybody that's not a Democrat in the city. <laughs> I loved that response. Ooh, that you last know- little bit of like <laughs> thumbing his nose at Democrats. And I'm so sorry that a city is Democratic, my dude. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's how it works. Um, I should say, here's the update I wanted to give you. Oh I, I wrote about this last week when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And whatever. It was one of those, like, this is a funner story than the Christian nationalism stories I, I often write. Mm-hmm. So I did get an email. Uh, was it today? It was today on Thursday. Um, I believe it's from Mike Itkus's campaign oh. uh, that basically said, we hear you're interested in our campaign. And uh, if you want to interview Mike, uh, however, and I did not respond because my first thought is like, no, nope, I, I think I got everything I needed from the guy. guy. I know too much about him. Yeah, if anything, um, I would like to know less. <laughs> so I don't know. Listen, if you're listening to this, if there are questions that you want to ask this dude, I don't know. Send him along. I can always say I'm interested in an interview. I, I don't know guess. what I want to do. Like, I don't know what else there is I want to know about him. I'd be more interested in talking to the campaign manager who pitched <laughs> the idea of, like, my dude, you are down in the polls. <laughs> the only solution is a sex tape now. You're down in the polls. We need a different poll to go up. You're welcome. I'm here all night. That felt really... Oh, s- please. I've heard your jokes today. Yeah. yeah. All right. That's fair. <laughs> uh, here, here's a totally different story. This one is uh, has nothing to do with that. So when I first started blogging, like 2006-ish, one of the first stories I remember being one of those, like, this is a national story, but it hits all the points that we tend to talk about. Again, 2006, Mm -hmm. um, was that an atheist high school student at the time, he went to school in New Jersey, he had audio recordings of his U.S. history teacher basically proselytizing in the classroom. Really? Yeah, and it was like, he, like it's one thing to say, no, this is happening. My teacher's saying things in school, basically telling kids to convert to Christianity, sure. that they need to find Jesus, saying evolution is false, oh. saying that dinosaurs, of course, were on Noah's Ark, which well, is a real thing. That's definitely U.S. history, is, <laughs> is dinosaurs, so I'm glad right. Right, so about it's that. like, it's one thing to say, no, my teacher's doing this, this kid knew it was he was going to talk about yeah. this stuff, got the recording going. Impressive. He must have done some recon on that because I this mean, is before smartphones. He actually, I believe if I have the story right in my head, his name was uh, Matt LeClaire. 
um, Matt and his, maybe his uh, family, like they went to have a meeting with the principal of the school and said, this is going on in the classroom. We need you to like put a stop to it. Yeah. And they're like, that's eh, not going on. And then they produce the audio. Like, here's the CDs. Wow. We have the audio. We got copies of the audio. So, like, you can have these. Jeez. As, like, a, we, you can't deny this. Right. So that happened in 2006. Now, at the time, the district basically said, um, they gave him a slap on the wrist. They said, uh, we will talk to him. Um, there was a lawsuit. Le- the Leclerc's filed a lawsuit against sure. the school. It was eventually settled. I believe settled out of court or at least uh, the uh, dealing. Whatever happened was under wraps. So we okay. don't know uh, what that settlement was like. What they did announce publicly is that we are going to make sure all staffers get mandatory church-state separation training. Okay. So that was kind of the school's way of saying, don't sue us. Yeah. We'll, we'll do something about this. I mean, it's not nothing. It's not nothing. Um, but the teacher did not get any serious repercussions. He's still in his job today. Mm. So there's that. Um, <laughs> so the reason I bring this up is that teacher's name is uh, David Peskevich. Okay. Um, and... Again, still teaching today. I haven't heard his name for the same reasons oh, since teaching. then. Still teaching. It's been like three decades plus. Oh, Jesus. But recently, he announced that he's running for the Kearney Town Hall, basically local city council. Oh. He's running for a seat there. Remind me what state this is? This is New Jersey. Okay. And basically, because he's making this announcement, it's a small election. You wouldn't know about it outside mm-hmm. the town. Uh, but... His past is now coming back to bite him because sure. it turns out it's not just that 2006 incident, uh, incident. It's that he also happens to be a pastor. He does a lot of live streaming on Facebook really? where he's basically giving a short sermon on Facebook. Huh. And in one of these sermons, um, I'm not going to play the clip here, but here's what he basically says. When I'm quoting here. When, I'm, when I was growing up, you heard about people that were homosexual. They had given into sin and had gone in that direction. And then it became, you know, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer. And now they added a plus sign to it. What is the plus for? What will the next letter be? Will it be R for rapist? Whoa. Will it be P for pedophile? Will it be H for huh? Huh? homosexual? Human trafficker. Will it be B for bestiality? Wait. This is insane, unquote. This is him just giving a random sermon on Facebook. Will it be H for, for human, human trafficker? Trafficker. I mean, is there any point in rehashing? I realize I now did not say Pornhub, but now I'm saying human trafficker and rapist. So I take back. This will be demonetized. Yeah, we're quick. definitely on many lists. Uh-huh. And this just got us added to like eight more. Yeah. Um, oh, boy. Okay. That video, um, by the way, still up on Facebook. Well, because he's not embarrassed <laughs> by it. He doesn't he's think not. he said anything wrong. You are correct. Okay. Oof. Yikes. All right. So he... Is there any point in rehashing the fact that like consent matters and that's why... To him, no. Okay. Um, but you are right. I mean, uh, the slippery slope that he's trying to go down is insane. 
Um, absolutely. There's no reason to try to explain, to debunk that insanity. Yeah. I, I, listen, I probably do this particular rant like once a year, but I, I think it's always important to uh, bear in mind when we see people talking like this, that they act like they are anti-human trafficking, right? They act like mm-hmm. they're anti-rape. But in reality, they are not doing anything to prevent those things and generally frequently promoting those things and or helping people get away with it when they do do it. So I think it's always important to bear in mind that whenever they're using this language of, oh, people are in danger and we're going to whatever, they know they know where it's actually happening. They must know this isn't real, that what they're saying, but the people who are molesting kids are generally men, white men in power and not these sort of like secret boogeymen or Herschel Walker or Herschel Walker, obviously. But like, it's not, they pretend to be the, they act like the boogeyman is out there when the boogeyman is inside the whole time. One thing I do want to season. <laughs> one one thing I did want to point out about this particular story. Uh, first of all, I went down a rabbit hole last night trying to dig into like what has this guy been up to? I haven't thought about him yeah. in a long time. Couple things that I Can't found really in interesting. Touch. I know. Couple things I found interesting. He has spoken at like school board meetings okay. to trash transgender kids. You got it. So that's not surprising at all. But I found his like campaign announcement video on Ooh. Facebook where it's just him in his car saying, this is why I'm running. This is why you should vote My for God, me. Of course, it's low, in a car. low key town, again, city council. You're not going to spend money on that. That's fine. Um, I don't have a problem with that. But what he said is the re- one of the reasons he was inspired to run. Like there are many, of course, there are local problems. That's true in every city. But he mentioned two specific things that really got him like, Mad enough to run for office. Mad. Number one was that, well, like I'm paraphrasing, but like during Christmas, mm. the town hall, Jesus. there's a manger scene. No, there uh, is one. They have one, but it was obscured by trees. And I, he wanted them to move it, and they're like, no, it's move fine. Move the trees? Move the manger scene to somewhere more prominent. Like off city, <laughs> city grounds. That, it wasn't even the issue. He's just like, just move it so everyone can see it better. Because, wow. you know, Jesus. And they're like, it's fine, dude. Just relax. Like, and then please the- <laughs> stop drawing attention to this illegal thing we're doing, my dude. I think, I think they had other uh, religious... Uh, other religions displayed. Maybe they had a Jewish display. Sure. Maybe that. So it, I don't think a league uh, illegality was the problem here. But he was like, it was obscured by trees. Like, can you believe that? It's like, yeah, that it's fine. It it's not a big deal. And then the other reason he said is that there was some tragedy happened in the community, and there was a prayer vigil for whatever uh, the incident was. And he said there wasn't any member of the city council at the prayer vigil. And it's like, they, they don't have to show up. It's not a city-run thing. Yeah, what do you... Those were the things he talked about in the campaign video. So, like, I bring that up to say, this is a guy who oh. we knew over 15 years ago, he's trying to use his religion, he's trying to force his religion on everyone else. He's using public schools right. to push his religion on everyone else, and now he wants to do it local. Uh, locally in these elections, yeah, I am but officially now. and officially now. And again, I don't forget the le- what's legal and illegal. If he won the race, he would be in a position where he could make decisions on these things. Yep, 
I, I, it looks like the more progressive person on the ballot seems to be safe. I don't want to say that it's local. There's no polling on this stuff. Sure. So I hope that's the case. But I am deeply grateful now that Matthew, that student in 2006, yeah. called this guy out, had this recording, because it gets people on on record sure. of what they're doing, what they're trying to do. I We've talked about this before. Like, I wrote a small article years ago because some crazy restaurant owner was citing Jesus as a reason for her to have guns in her restaurant that she owned. And I was like, oh, just a nutcase, conservative Christian nutcase. And why do you spend any time on her? I've gotten those comments before. Like, she's a nobody. That's Lauren Boebert. She then ran for Congress and won. And it's like, yeah, the crazy person several years ago comes back and then does all the same shit and now she's elevated. I do think there's value in highlighting some of those batshit crazy preachers or some of the what I think a lot of commenters would refer to as low-hanging fruit like uh, some religious nut job in a small town doing small town things yeah but it doesn't stop there and it's important to get this stuff on because if if people didn't know who this guy was yeah it would they have searched his Facebook profile to see what he sermonized about many many years ago a year ago whatever I don't know, but because he raised red flags, yeah, and, they and, were like, let's look through this guy. Right, and not to invoke slippery slope, but like, you know, even if it's just like a small town woman who owns a restaurant or something, like people around her are affected by it. Mm-hmm. Like, and it doesn't not matter because it doesn't affect you personally or it doesn't affect like people who live near you. So speaking of small town uh, people who I fear are going to get more power in the future, let's talk oh, about Greg boy. Locke. Um, this is the uh, fundamentalist mega preacher, Baptist preacher. Oh, did I preacher. tell you I watched yeah. the episode of um, oh, that Shadowland pe- that Shadowland, you're on? The Peacock that your face show. was on. It was so weird. It yeah. was very the, fun. The NBC Peacock series on like conspiracy theories and the people who believe them. Uh, yeah, Greg Locke is featured. the consequences of people who believe yeah. them, I Locke think. is featured in a couple of those episodes. So he posted something this week on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Basically, he opens it up by saying, brace yourself, this will be a controversial post. As if his normal posts are not wow. anything in- okay. except that. Oh, boy. Um, it's a very long thing. He added, I've been called Hitler 10,000 times for burning books. Um, how, like, I, I guess that's a bad thing in his mind. And then he goes on to say he's going to burn more books. Um, here's what he says Did on Hitler Halloween. specifically burn books, or was that just sort of more sort of his vibe? I don't know like if he personally, but I know his people vibe. did. His people did. Okay, Nazis did. Yeah. Okay, um, just double check. So Greg Locke says on Halloween night, Ooh, uh, basically he's going to use that because his kids aren't going to go trick-or-treating because that's for Pagans. Demons. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Pagans, sorry. Well, he's like, we're going to, on Halloween night outside our church, we're going to hold a massive burning. Here's what he says. I'm quoting Ooh, what here. What are they burning? Bring every form of witchcraft, the occult, New Age, Satanism, and sorcery. It all needs to go. Cleanse your home from Harry Potter and, quote, play witchcraft. It's evil and should not be tolerated. I'll stop there for a moment. Yeah, because this I, is all the same as he he did a bonfire like this right. earlier in the year. Right. 
I mean, the visuals. But it wasn't spooky. It wasn't now spooky. Now it's going to be spooky. The visuals were still like, all right, there's a, I mean, there were plenty of people on Twitter yeah. showing what happened in Germany in like the 1930s, early sure. 40s, and then showing a picture of what was happening at Greg Locke's church. And like, these are identical pictures, you guys. History doesn't repeat, but it rhymes. Yeah. But sometimes it also repeats. But this is the same stuff he said. Yeah, bring it. Bring us your satanic stuff. Mm-hmm. Bring us your witchcraft. Harry Potter books. We'll mm-hmm. burn it all. He goes on this time to say, uh, burn the dream catchers, spell books, healing crystals, and yoga-related nonsense. Which, spell oh, books? Do I, Does he think? Do I have to get rid of my yoga block because I use it to roll out my back because my shoulders <laughs> hurt sometimes. Do I have to get rid of it because it's satanic? Satanic. It's just a foam block, though. <laughs> okay, I'm genuinely thinking I might go take a picture of my bookshelf because I am a, like, real leftist nightmare person to this guy. I don't think I would have a ton that falls under the categories I wants to burn. I definitely have some Harry Potters. Right, right. I um, don't have healing crystals or the yoga nonsense. Yeah, I don't um, have healing crystals. I have a yoga mat. I am happy what to donate. What about my yoga strap? It's just a piece of canvas with D-rings Pretty on sure it. Pretty sure straps or something that go in the pile. Uh, damn I, it. I will donate my books if he wants. Yeah, if he wants my Harry Potters, like I don't read them anymore. And I, <laughs> I was going to say, I'll donate my own. Hey, toss <laughs> them in the pile. It'll be fine. He also says if you want Ooh, the curse... Oh, that one sexy vampire novel I have that Ooh. I talk about all the time. That would probably have to go. Well, like Twilight and... Mm, I don't own Twilight. That should all just go in the pile. I borrowed it in 2008 like everybody else. <laughs> he said, if you want the curse removed from your home, you need to dispose of anything that is connected to the evil of... You're never going to guess how he finishes that sentence. Uh, connected s- to the evil of... Satan? The Masonic Lodge. Okay, we've introduced a new element. <laughs> okay, second season, expanding the universe. I love this yeah. world building. So what do they do? I, I Are they don't, just the Masons? I, yeah, they're the Masons, but I, I cannot believe people take it seriously. I don't Are know. Are Masons in the don't ask, people I don't know. the same thing? Or Maybe in an episode different? of The Simpsons. I don't remember. <laughs> so here's how he finishes that paragraph. This is the end of his little bit. Burn every Masonic book, including the so-called Bibles that Uh are filled with witchcraft, symbolism, and false doctrine. What does that mean? Uh, I didn't know there were special Masonic Bibles. Do you think that's like... I I genuinely... My immediate thought was, is it like one of those Bibles that's written specifically for like teenage girls or whatever? Like a special Masonic theme. Mm -hmm. He also says, burn every ring, pendant, apron, and Shriner's hat. Apron? Nah. It's all cursed. Shriner's hat? Yep. Clean out those DVD cabinets. Wait, and do what with those? Wait, wait, burn wait. it. It's all burned. Wait, go back. Say that again. Why aprons? I, maybe that's a Masonic thing. I don't know. An apron? It's just practical. Nah. I, I don't think he's talking about kitchen aprons. Maybe there's oh. a special Masonic apron. Clean out those DVD cabinets and burn all those horror and murderous okay, movies. It's the Year of Our Lord 2022. We have Blu-ray cabinets. Yeah. Maybe he's talking <laughs> old stuff. I guess people still watch DVDs. Sure. By the way, I mean, if we're talking about getting rid of murderous movies, any uh, movie about the Bible oh is my God. gone. He also says, rid yourself of ungodly and devilish music. And then this is where now it got... Tough. This is where it took a really weird twist. Clear out satanic symbols. Fine. Okay. Board games. Okay. Satanic board games? Uh, just, it's a dangling it's modifier just, situation. Just says board games. Uh, so Monopoly, gone. Catholic statues, rosary beads, which we'll, t- we'll get back to that. Tarot cards and demonic games like Dungeons and Dragons and Pokemon. 
I do have Dungeons and Dragons here. Okay, so a little anti-Catholicism That's the interesting in there, one. which is kind of fun. He, like, apparently we're going from get rid of all the, I mean, he doesn't even mention atheists in here, but like get rid of all the atheist stuff, fine. Get rid of all the pagan satanic stuff. Yeah, he stuff. didn't even mention like my Richard Docker, right, Dawkins yeah. biology books. Yeah, um, he's basically saying... Yeah, now don't just get rid of the witchcraft stuff or whatever we claim is witchcraft. It's, by the way, Catholics obey a false god. I'm surprised sure. he didn't go the Kanye West route at that point. Because, like, anything that's not his brand, a fundamentalist Christian, right. is, is evil to right. him. So I figured everything's got to go. Wow. Wow. We, yeah. He's kind of popping off, isn't he? Yeah, I locking mean, he's been off. heading Some in this. Say, uh, Some might say he's popping and locking. There it is. It only took me three bites at the apple. <laughs> Delete your podcast. I, the bonfire, I mean, look, hmm. no one's burning anything that there aren't copies of and can't be restored. Like, it's symbolic at best, so I'm not. It I, is symbolic. Even burning books a century ago, <laughs> yeah. it was a different thing than what books are now. Yeah. Like, uh, what do you want to burn with Pokemon. It's on the cards. The, I guess the cards are. I can't people, imagine they're great to burn. They're probably plasticky. Yeah, um, and those hologram ones are probably valuable. I think. I mean, just think we're at a time when anti-Semitism is pervasive on the right. Conspiracy mm-hmm. theories have taken over churches like these. Mm-hmm. Obviously, rights of women, LGBTQ people are under attack. Mm-hmm. And basically, he his message to the world is: no one is safe unless you fully agree with me and he gets to decide what's harmful mm. what's demonic mm-hmm. even your monopoly game sure. isn't safe in his world uh just frightening stuff i don't has I, islamophobia subsided a little I, bit with the rise of everything else i hear them i will say i hear the christian nationalists talk a lot less about islam right didn't muslim used to be like the boogeyman for yeah. them and now it's like <laughs> Now it's race. Now it's race and sexuality, race. isn't I mean, it? They're Don't attacking Jewish people. They're going. I think Greg Locke specifically seems to hate progressive religious, progressive Christians, Obviously. Catholics way more than he ever talks about <sighs> sure. Islam, atheism, anything like that. Not that he doesn't mention those, but yeah, it's just it's a weird set of self-selected uh, targets. I am looking up uh, Sarah Ifdecker is a uh, professor of medieval literature. Um, she's very smart and wonderful and a member of our group and a friend of mine. Um, and she ha- she's Jewish herself and has a lot of very interesting and compelling things to say about um, anti-Semitism. And so I'm just trying to find issues you are looking specific that up, about this. Great, thanks. Um, I'm going to play a clip from our buddy, Matt Walsh, the conservative Catholic. Christ, Matt Walsh yeah. is just one of those people who every time he comes up, I'm like, fuck, I have to deal with him again. Yes. So Everything I'm, he says I find so exasperating. That is the he right response. Because he does unintelligent as other people he just seems but he is. like a d-bag yeah so anyway here's the clip and he's talking about anime uh here's the clip and then we'll talk about it okay um what's your opinion on anime it's really popular amongst teens and young adults i think it's all satanic i have no argument for it i have no argument for why it's satanic it just seems that way to me all anime to me seems weird just like bizarre creepy Okay. Um, and 
in general, I don't think that adults should be, whether it's anime or any other kind of cartoon, uh, with, with, with rare exception, adults really should be watching cartoons in general, I would say. That's it. So all anime is satanic. Why is it satanic? He doesn't know. It just seems that way. And also, if you watch anime, clearly you're not a real adult because real adults would never watch anything that is adult-oriented, even if it's a cartoon. So this falls under the really broad category of Christians thinking that their general distaste of something or personal dislike of something means it's inherently bad. Yeah. Which to me is such a wildly narcissistic thing to believe. Like we all have preferences yeah. and I have preferences and I'm like, oh yeah, well I don't like it, but you, you well, have it, your It kind of goes back to the thing I was saying before about like how people brag about just like, I have brown, like I have brown hair. And it's like, well, yeah, that's just sort of inherent to you. It's a weird <laughs> thing to brag. To me, this is the kind of thing like I hate anime. Like, is that a personality trait? Like people who are anti something. Being I, a contrarian is his personality trait. That's actually really. And good then point. I mean, plenty of atheists do the exact same oh, thing. Yeah, you think we're not contrary? <laughs> Jeez. I, I mean, the right wing atheists, the the ones that are like jumping on the crazy bandwagon, and yeah, I do feel the, like the Bill Maher liberals. I was as gonna you will. say, I feel like the like sort of hated, snarky white male elitist uh, atheists of the '90s have largely <laughs> shifted right and right and right yeah. and right and left the cool ones like us to like hold down the atheism fort while they go and yell they at other angry it. white men. <laughs> yeah. And it bothers them every day yeah. that they have well, left us. Well, you behind. and I are direct threat to, <laughs> to I don't know. Nobody. Do- doc. I don't know. Like we're a woman and a Brown dude. We're not the people they want to hear from. <laughs> um, so Matt Walsh uh, is very mad about this. I fucking hate Matt Walsh. It's such a bummer. Like, genuinely, his existence bums me out in a way I can't explain. It reminds, just his reaction to this reminds me of the um, the tweet that I have pinned on my thing, which is, like, a woman, a conservative woman wrote a, like, New York Times opinions, opinion piece saying when, like, tattoos make me feel physically sick. And it's like... <laughs> Buddy, you cannot make the world like adapt to your weird yeah. neuroses. Did, Please, God, she go aware? see a fucking therapist. Is she aware she does not have to get one? But it's like, the same attitude with abortion, too. I, I'm opposed to abortion. Great, don't have one. Okay, Stop I won't talk to you about in the way of everyone one else. Then. Ugh. Okay, let's. This one genuinely pissed me off, so I'll I'll set this up for you, and I do want you at one point to come okay. around on this side if to look at this picture. If it genuinely pisses you off, yeah, that means it has to do with a kid, yes. being like weirdly precocious and getting credit for something you don't believe he deserves. Well, I would be mad about that. That's not where this one's going. Oh, okay, but it does involve a kid. It's the only time I've seen you mad. Ah, uh, that's true. Stupid eleven-year-olds going to <laughs> he like college. Fucking got a, like an associate's, and he's oh, eleven. And heaven's like they said it's a college degree. An associate is that's you. It's not exactly how I sound, but it's I'll take it. Pretty similar. To so get this: uh, over the summer, I think at Grant Middle School in Michigan. Okay. Uh, a sophomore at the local high school, uh, I guess she entered a contest. Can you paint a mural on the wall of the health center in the middle school? Oh. So uh, a sophomore named Evelyn won that contest. She submitted a, a, a suggestion of what she wanted to draw. They said, this looks great. You do it. Um, so it's 
a contest aimed to brighten up the health center with a painting that shows like smiling kids. Oh, no. The message was stay healthy. And she ended up painting like this really neat drawing. Nice. And come around and look at this. Okay. Um, because, I mean, it's just, it's, you could tell it's a high schooler doing it, but it's super cute. Like, oh, it's adorable. Right. It's a very dis. Oh, I see what the problem is. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, okay. So while you're here, yeah. um, I know you're not right in front of a mic, right. but like, I'm look at this, and you're going to tell people what you think the problem okay. is because I promise you, you're wrong. So the whole thing is that it is a, uh, it's like a lime green background, um, and it's a bunch of kids. It's kind of like a low key. Oh, you want me to go back? Yeah, go back and okay. say it in the mic, but like, I'll describe it for you if you a need low help. Key, like, anime style and it has a bunch of kids who seem to be various ethnicities some girl yes. looks like he's she's in a hijab yes um, she's holding a, s- a ball that says stay healthy oh i yep. saw a mandala what is the thing with the hand with the is that what that is we'll come back to that hand okay. thing um but the the two things i clicked in yes. on is in the front there's a kid with a trans shirt on yeah there's a guy in a shirt it has uh, the pink stripe and the white stripe on his shirt which field, is like the, which is trans the trans flag. flag yes which by the way Again, LGBTQ community, well done on the proliferation of your flags. <laughs> I have never seen anything like it in the last three years. We went to just the one flag to like a bajillion. Nice work, guys. Wait, like the branding is immaculate. And then there's another say, there's, girl yes. with rainbow yeah, she's leggings. In rainbow like leggings. So you have that. There's actually a third girl who's wearing like a. Purple, reddish, and it's apparently, I did not know this. Oh, the lesbian one. Uh, yeah, or is, is it, it the, the bisexual? Bisexual? Pansexual? I wasn't sure. But the point is, if anyone looks at that painting, they would not have guessed any of that. You guys have different flags for bisexual and pansexuality. I understand they're different, but I just want you to know how impressed I am <laughs> at the level of, like, scrutiny to your shit you're on. It's 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 just good stuff. So the thing is, if you didn't know what those flags were, you yeah. would look at the picture and say, oh, they're all smiling and happy. There are some animals who are giving out shots. That's yeah, and fine. Yeah, I really like this. St- it's like kind of a low-key animated style, yeah. like an anime style, sort of cartoony. So there's Very two cute. things that, there's three things that got people's attention. One is the flags, the shirt, the color schemes so on the kids. I was curious about that because like the rainbow one, Kind of stands out the pansexual one or whatever it is, and the trans one, trans one more I less so than the other because I don't think anyone recognizable. Yeah, I, I don't I, know that anyone would know unless it was pointed out do to you them. Know how I know they're not recognizable hmm. is my friend lives in Wheaton, and every Pride Month they do you know the Facebook backgrounds, yeah, and they have like the Pride flags or whatever, and there's one with the trans flag, and she's in like a Wheaton moms group, and just once in a while some be like, do you know? a good Christian preschool for my Johnny and it's like using the the trans pride flag in the background because they, they're just like oh red and blue oh it's pretty <laughs> so anyway that's how I know those things are not universally recognizable well done um, but the rainbow for sure is. Sure. And so I assume that raised eyebrows? That raised some eyebrows. Mm. There was also, you mentioned this hand that's kind of just a palm held it's up. A name for It's it. called the Hamsa hand. Okay. And in some cultures, Mexican culture, I believe, Arabic culture, uh, I don't remember specifics, but it's said to provide good luck. I was going to say that's Indian, all it was. but I feel like you would know that. I should, but I don't remember that specific symbol, the way it's drawn. Okay. But apparently it's well known, and uh, the girl who drew it, it's... Similar to her culture. So that's where she got it from. There's also, and you didn't see this because it's really hard to make out in this picture. Okay. There's also a picture of a demon 
and the demon, and it looks like a demon. What? I'll show you. Uh, it's a demon, and it's right over here. <laughs> it's super tiny. But the thing is, it's not even a demon. It's actually a character from a video game that I've never heard of, but it's either called Genshin or Genshin Impact. It's just a character that is in the game. And here's the thing. When they asked the girl, like, where did that stuff come from? She said, well, the hand symbol is, it means good luck. Yeah. And the demon is from the video game. Basically, she realized when she was painting the mural that, oh, she has more space than she anticipated with the submission she gave. And she didn't want to just leave blank space. So she filled it up with some stars and some little symbols, uh-huh. totally harmless. That's huh. where it came from. And yeah, that's where that stuff arrived. So uh, they had a school board meeting last week and all the conservative Christians came out because they were furious about the mural. Here's parent Caitlin Thompson. I feel like she did a really good job finding excuses to defend the things she put on. None of us are that stupid. You mean like an artist does? Uh, yeah. Um, another Her one. Her job isn't to explain the art to you, Well, ma'am. so the girl appeared at the school board meeting explaining what those symbols meant just to be like, no, it has nothing to do with Satan. I just like the video game. And no, that hand symbol doesn't mean anything evil. It's a cultural thing that means good luck. And this parent's like, none of us are that stupid anyway. Mm. Another parent uh, talked about the trans uh, colors on Mm -hmm. the kid's shirt. When adults pretend things like that are like real life, it's a mental illness. I think they mean the existence of trans people. And then someone else said, we in our administration should embrace that. I think the pushback and Mm. get all of this hate material out of our schools because it is hate material. No, it's not. Uh Uh-huh. Um, Some parents spoke with the local news reporter and they didn't want to give their names because they didn't want to be harassed. These are the same people who proceeded to harass this painter who was a high school teenager. Um, And basically the reporter was like, so what the hell problem do you have with the mural? And here's what one of them unnamed said. We just want a neutral place for our kids. We don't want our kids being politicized. What does that mean? I don't know. Trying to say you can't draw that kid because we think it means he's trans. That is called politicizing that shirt that the kid is wearing. Like pretending that doesn't exist is political. So a school full of Christian adults are bullying a teenage girl. Yes, until she ran out of the school board meeting in tears. No, sweet girl. No, she didn't. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, oh my God. That's, listen, as a former teenage girl who's absolutely terrified of getting in trouble and terrified of authority, that is my worst nightmare is everyone's mad at me. And I have the reasoning capacity of a teenager. I should say there was- This poor sweet girl. One parent, at least one, I should say, spoke at the school board meeting who was like- broken for her. Who was basically, her name is Tracy Hargreaves, basically spoke in defense of the mural and was basically like, what the hell are you all people talking about? Here's what she said. I am a conservative, right-wing, gun-loving American- 
And I've never seen more bigoted people in my life. Wow. She added uh, later to a reporter, people were talking about how we need to pray the gay away. I had to stand up and say something. It was out of control. You can't catch gay, honey. It's not contagious. Oh my God, I cannot believe we're still doing Pray the Gay Away. Mm-hmm. She she also added that the symbols that were drawn were being treated as if they were satanic. They were not. I mean, can we please talk about like the queer teen suicide epidemic no that kidding. we're dealing with? Like, like it's- trying to make a mural where it says everyone here is included, inclusive, it's pro-everybody, we're not trying to uh, do anything bad, we want you to feel welcome, and yet it's the parents who are like, no, how dare you acknowledge their existence? Um, I should say, administrators, after that school board meeting, they didn't take a vote on anything, there was nothing to vote on, but yeah, they announced... They looking to... They announced late last week that after speaking with the student... Basically, they came to a compromise. They spoke with the student and basically said, listen, can you get rid of the stuff that was not in the design that we approved? Like her original design did have the kids with the color schemes on their shirts. But it didn't have those little... But it didn't have those little symbols, including the hand and the video game character. She's like, yeah, fine. You could take out, like, I don't care if you paint over the video game character at all. I, oh my God. It's stupid, but she agreed. I would have died on that hill until I was a fucking skeleton. But she said... I would have literally laid down my life in defense (laughs) of that stupid video game creature. Because I believe so much that these people are... Assholes. She was seemed to be okay with those changes because she was the first to admit they were not in her original submission. So that's why she was. Oh, going you mean along she's being it. more mature yes. than the adults that is correct. who are bullying her? But yeah, so Fucking this is cunt. this is the story God. behind the supposedly satanic mural uh, at a middle school that is just the nicest thing out there. Completely. Um, by the way, just, this is via Wikipedia, um, uh-huh. uh, the, Su- the Suicide Prevention Resource Center estimated that f- between 5 and 10% of LGBTQ plus youth, depending on age and sex groups, have attempted suicide, a rate 1.5 to three times higher than heterosexual yeah. youth. The least you can do is to welcome them, make things inclusive. Yeah, go out of your way if you need to, to make sure that they feel welcome. And so many conservative parents treat that, that idea of welcoming them, accepting them in open arms. I'm not even saying you have to like it. Like, if you want to be bigots at church, go do it. But keep it in your area. Don't go to public schools and try to ruin kids' lives. 25% of LGBTQ. Uh, students and university employees have been harassed due to their sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. A third uh, who identifies transgender. Um, Research has found the presence of gay-straight alliances in schools associated with decreased suicide attempts. I should say, uh, they were going to pass, like, an LGBTQ Protection Act in Congress, and they decided to hold off until after the elections, thinking they would get more Republican votes for it, which scares me. Because I don't think they're going to get any Republican votes on any of this stuff. I have no idea. But what that was their calculation. I don't know. But it's it's not going to get better if Republicans win the House. No, of course it's not going to get better if rulers right. win that. Like this is all this is all fucking waking nightmare that we're waiting through. Nothing is going to get any better. Uh, I saved this one for you. This is just uh, a random. This is low hanging fruit. But again, I feel like this is going to make me yell. Are we going to test the levels on these new microphones while I yell? So here's the story. 
Last week, a Mormon parent, blogger, podcaster, you know the type. His name is Matthew Watkins. He posted something on Twitter, uh, I believe on Friday. Mm-hmm. And he basically said, he ha- I think he has a couple kids. One of them's four years old, his daughter. But here's what he wrote. If my daughter leaves the church, has an abortion, oh, no. cohabitates, no. marries a woman, etc., I will make several things 100% clear to her. Number one, I absolutely love her. Number two, I absolutely oppose her decisions. Number three, I absolutely will not tolerate it in my house. And four, I absolutely love her. Okay, fine. Uh Sounds like you actually don't really love her and are willing (laughs) to put your uh, bigotry over a relationship with your human daughter so congrats, dude. You yeah. just told everybody you're raised like shit. No kidding. So the question people had were mostly about, I. most of that stuff sounds like typical conservative Christian, like, I don't like it, but I love you, but I hate well, your hate, sin, hate whatever. Sin, love the sinner. But they were like, what does that Which mean? You're not going to... off motion. Yes. What does that mean? You're not going to tolerate it in your house. What does that even mean? And he later clarified... Like, he then went on this long Twitter thread where he tried to clarify what he meant, because everyone's like, what... What are you not going to do? Well, he had, She'll be an adult at that point, most likely. Well, so, he had like three more natty lights, and his brain yeah. was just like, I have more things to say. Here's, here's where it goes. It, I'm not going to read the whole thread. It's yeah, long, but it. here's Whatever. the important ones. Right now, my daughter is four, so she changes her mind on whom to marry every five minutes. This mo- afternoon, it was her brother. This morning, when she had her Cinderella dress on, it was me. Let's say when she's 19, she decides to marry another woman. What would I do or say? Your mother and I love you so much. You know where we stand on this. We can't give you our blessing. I don't know if we'll attend the ceremony. If we do, don't let your officiator ask if anyone objects. Because Whoa. we will. Politely, but we will. Wow, you sound like an absolute mm-hmm. asshole. A couple more on this one. And please don't ask to live with us in the spare room. As you know, we consider what? our home to be comparable to the temple. They're Mormon. We have standards for guests and family members who live here. Are they already calling her lazy because she doesn't have a job? Like, this feels <laughs> like know. such, like... Like, throwing things out in the future. And oh. when you want to move in with us, you can. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. But so here's the last. four. Here's she's the not last, a deadbeat yet. Here's the last part of his thread. We are sad that this is the path, that this path will not lead to the future we and God wanted for you. But we love you regardless and would love to have you and your partner visit for game night every week and becoming good friends with both of you. That's the one where I'm just like, so, oh, okay. come on. I just want, without ever naming names or whatever, I have um, a close friend whose parents basically did this to her mm-hmm. when she married her wife. And, Do we know what religion? Um, a, a Christian regular. Okay. Just like, I don't think they're like <laughs> Baptist or whatever. Just Diet like Christian, Lu- got Lu- it. Lu- Lu- not Lutheran, that's a... Christian know. classic, Christian, I got yeah, you. Christian I got light. You. Um, they did not go to her, their wedding. I like they, how this guy assumes he's invited to the wedding. Yeah. And I am here to tell you that it hurts the person no matter what. Yeah. You come off looking like a fucking monster because 
if anybody can imagine any any one of your friends, say like somebody you're you you like sometimes get drinks with after work, but your coworkers and you're friendly. Imagine that they said to you, my parents do not speak to me anymore because I'm a lesbian. Mm -hmm. You would be, it's an appalling thing to say. It's an appalling thing to do. If I didn't speak to a coworker because they were queer, it's like illegal. Like This is where their religion leads them. So, okay, let me put it like this. I should, I should point out, there were Mormons who lashed out at this Mormon well, dude I mean, saying, no, 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 you're doing it wrong. Whatever. Um, but enough people agree with him. Yes. Who gives a shit? Right. So, okay, here is, I'm going to wrap this all up together. My friends and I were talking this week about what it would take for you to turn in somebody you love to the cops. Okay. This came up because apparently my dad went to high school with a Unabomber's brother the brother who ended up turning him in because he saw the manifesto realized what like, Oh shit, mm-hmm. I think this is um, what's his face. I feel like a manifesto Ted would Kaczynski. do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, they published the manifesto. He read it. He was like, Oh that shit. I recognize <laughs> that. Cause he says you can't eat your cake and have it too. Mm, which and it is was the wrong. Co- well, it's the correct use of the idiom. Cause it doesn't oh. make sense either way, but like only Ted Kaczynski is enough of an asshole to like try to make it work. Uh-huh. It's like when people, Oh, doesn't matter. Okay. Anyway, so we're talking about this, of if you suspected your sibling, your brother, you know, close cousin, if you don't have siblings, of this sort of thing, of murder, do you turn them in? And it was, I would say, about 50-50 split among, I was at a, a restaurant with some friends. It was about 50-50 of people being like, no, fuck it. Like, I'm not turning my brother in. Like, absolutely not. Versus like, no, he's killing people. That's right. not okay. I have, I have morals. But the fact that all of us at least had thought about, like, I guess I would turn him in. If somebody we loved had murdered somebody, if somebody actually did something objectively terrible. And that's the thing. This guy did this not dude say. is willing to write off his four-year-old daughter over the prospect of dating a woman. Mm-hmm. So you tell me who loves their family. Yeah. Is it my bartender buddy who is like, I would never turn my brother in and I would help him bury the bodies? (laughs) Is it that guy? Right. Or is it this guy who is like, oh, you looked, I I caught you looking at a girl's butt. You are never coming back in my temple home. And what does that mean? Like, what? She graduates from college, doesn't have a job, doesn't have a well-paying job, wants to live at home because she probably, listen, if you graduate from college and you have to move home for whatever reason, Odds are, that wasn't your first option. No. So if she has to, he's saying, no, you're not allowed because you're lesbian, because you're in a same-sex relationship. To what do you want her to do at that point? Yeah. No, to me, it felt more... I, I can't explain why, but the way it was phrased brought to mind of like, oh, me and my wife got married, but we're having a hard time. We're saving up for a starter home. We're going to move into my mm-hmm. parents for six months. Right. That was the impression I got of like, and you two aren't moving in here, of like... Sir, again, she's four years old. Yeah. Just this, this, like, mental preparation of if I have to cut my baby daughter out of my life, so fucking be it. In my heart, that to me means he is always ready to sort of bail on anybody in his life if they do anything wrong. And that sucks. Yeah. Notice the deal breakers he mentioned. Apostasy. I mean, I don't know if that means leaving the religion because he said if you're speaking out against it or speaking out against it or criticizing it, which many Mormons have done. 
even if they believe, he said abortion, which again, if you're raising your kid in a religion that prohibits abortion, but they end up getting an abortion at some point, it's there's a good chance they're getting it not because they wanted to, but because they felt they had to for whatever the circumstances well, were. And if your religion says that you can't have sex before marriage and also forbids abortion, then you know that one thing is probably happening. Right. Um, cohabitation and homosexuality were the other two, but like... Like you suggested, that means he seems to be fine with a selfish daughter, a cruel daughter, as long as she's straight celibate till marriage a and devout. A criminal daughter? Yeah. At no point does he say violent or <laughs> right. harmful or hateful. If you're mean to other people, yeah. you're not allowed in my house. No, no, no. He never said, it's if you love someone, but I don't approve, then you're not a welcome no, in this house. that's a cool religion. I think it's good. Yeah. I think there's no problem there. He also says, like, I love you no matter what, but I will ruin your wedding day if you give me the chance. Which, first of all, nobody actually does that speak now or forever. <laughs> nobody has ever done that since the fucking graduate. Oh, no, they have. And I've read Reddit threads about it, and it's wonderful. They're lies. I, I do not know. believe that that's all not true. I, read, mm. I believe everything I read on Reddit. <laughs> like, truly, I become a boomer on Facebook of, like, everything I read. I'm like, well, if they said <laughs> if Big Booby 69 said it on Reddit, then... That's my kid kiss. Oh, Why would his daughter want him in her life? I have no idea. Why does he think she and her partner are going to invite him to the wedding. And if your dad has made it clear your sexual orientation is an affront to his faith mm. and that your happiness takes a backseat to his religious preferences, you got to remove that guy from your life. Yeah. And plenty of people responded to his thread by saying that's what they did in their lives. They're like, you are just like my dad. My dad has no part in my life. Oh, you mean it was people whose parents did that to them? Yeah. Not parents who were like, I did it, and oh, it yeah, went no, great. No. no, it's the kids basically saying, what you just wrote here, I'm not coming to your house once a week for game night. You will not have a part in my life. It will be hurtful yeah. because I wish I did, but I would much rather cut you off completely. You are never seeing your grandkids if it comes to pass. None of that stuff. It's, um, it's so sad because it's going to fuck those kids up so hard. My, I was in therapy last week and my therapist goes, you know what? I really hate Freud, but I swear to God, he said it all comes back to our childhood. And it's just so true. Like, it's just so true. Mm. And I hate to admit it. My therapist is the best. It's been a week now. He has shut down his account. It's privatized. Really? He didn't He didn't delete it. This uh, this Mormon dad, okay. Matthew Watkins. Can you tell me how old this gentleman is? I don't know. I, I figured he, like he was our age. I think okay. I saw a picture. Because I was our going age. to pause it, and then I realized like boomers are no longer parents or grandparents. But mm. then but I was going to pause it that it's a generational thing. No, he's our age. But uh, just to sort of expand on what, what I was kind of mm -hmm. thinking is like, I feel like my parent, you know, my parents' generation was very much like, you have a relationship with your parents because they're your parents and you owe that to them. Yeah, Whereas people yeah. my age... <laughs> I can cut you out if I need to. And I will not look back. Yeah. Like, I have no problem Some of this. my favorite responses to that tweet... One, you are absolutely a horrible parent. Yeah. Two, you absolutely do not love your daughter if you right. can't accept her how God made her. Three, your daughter absolutely deserves a better parent. Four, you are absolutely a horrible parent. Um, That's pretty funny. They, they borrowed <laughs> the, little, the little rhythm that he used in his list and used it against him. There was it's one, uh, I think your daughter is going to grow up and realize just how much of a hateful bigot her father is and then put you in the cheapest nursing home she could find at the first possible instance. Truly the fact that he's just like, 
opining about his four-year-old daughter is so upsetting to me that not only is he like sitting and really thinking hard about shit like that, he's like, you know what? The world needs to hear this. My favorite response, I think, came from uh, uh, Dan Savage, the sex columnist, podcaster, who said, advice to queer kids with bigoted parents, don't fear their rejection. Make them fear yours. Yes. Holy shit, yes. Yeah. Wow. Dan Savage, fucking lighten it up. Yeah. Well put. That guy should give advice. Uh, That's so well. And honestly, friends of mine have pulled into that of like, Oh, I'm the I'm a privilege to my parents. Like it's a privilege <laughs> that I go to see them. Yeah, and that is some and, and not like people are withholding to get what they want, but like if they are not going to treat me kindly, then I am not going to be in your life. You don't owe them Goodbye. grandkid time. You I don't, don't owe them, your owe them time. grandkids. I don't owe them yeah. grandkid time. I don't owe them anything. If you're monster, sorry. Yeah, uh, I figured I would end on one happy note. This is just a really cool thing. Uh, several years ago, I think it was uh, 2010, there was a paper that went completely viral in our neck of the woods because uh, Daniel Dennett, the author, and a researcher, Linda LaScola, they released this study of clergy members who no longer believed in God but were still in the pulpit. They put out a call trying to reach as many of them as they could. Obviously, most of them wanted to remain anonymous. (laughs) But they spoke with them for the study, like, why are you still in the pulpit? When did these doubts form? And they got these horrible, like, sad stories. But that was what inspired the formation of the Clergy Project, which is basically a private forum Mm -hmm. where people can discuss this stuff. And been going on for 15 years Well, yeah, it's uh, since 20, after 2010, it started. Um, And some of those closeted pastors have since come out of the closet. And that's happened. Like, we've heard those stories over and over. Um, So Clergy Project is still a thing. It's still going. This week, uh, actually, today is Thursday. Today is the start of previews of a new off-Broadway play that brings some of those stories to life. The official opening day, I believe, is next Thursday, the 27th. It runs for a month in New York City. It's off Broadway. It's called The Unbelieving. And <gasps> basically, so cool. a little snippet from their uh, press release here. In the classic tale of religious conversion, finding God holds the promise of a life filled with purpose and meaning. But what happens when this transformation occurs in reverse and a faith you have built your life around begins to fall away? Cool. The Unbelieving takes a penetrating look into the lives of practicing clergy members, Catholics, Episcopalians, Evangelicals, Fundamentalists, Jews, Mormons, Muslims, who have stopped believing in God. Wow. So, yeah, it's That's so really exciting. Neat. I had no idea that was happening. Yeah. And, I mean, it's cool that they have, like, oh, look, real actors bringing these stories to life. I hope, I, I really hope that people end up, who are able to see it, mm-hmm. can see it, and just... Open their eyes like, wow, this is happening. I had no idea this was happening. New York City is a 13-hour drive from here. You could make it. You got a month. I thought you and I could road trip. I ain't going anywhere. $73 in tolls. (laughs) Oh, not tolls. Maybe just gas. Oh, God, a road trip to New York? 
That's I a love lot. road trips. I'm a That's real a good lot. road trip buddy. I do a lot of prep work. <laughs> I put together uh, podcast playlists. I'm nice. very diligent. We're uh, a road tripping family. Tickets are available if you want to Google the unbelieving New York City. You'll find it. And it, Hey, unbelieving producers. I know that off-Broadway money is flowing. If you want to fly me and Hammond out to <laughs> New York, we will review Positively, your play. <laughs> I'll jump up on stage and do a monologue. It'll be great. Lin- I asked Linda Lascola what she thought, like, now that she gets to see this work that she started, yeah. it's now in the flesh, really. What did she say? She told me, this play is achingly honest about the clergy's plight, thus providing the audience with a learning opportunity as well as great drama. I want the learning to extend to changing society's prevalent view of religion as having a deep and mysterious personal meaning that everyone yearns for and that some people struggle with. That's a characterization that the religious establishment puts forward and that society has accepted. But in reality, it's not that way for a lot of people, including me. Wow. So, yeah. So, hey, if you're able to check it Very out, check it out. Cool. It'll be there only for a month. I don't know what they're going to do with it afterward. Like, I wish, I, I hope they videotape it and they could stream it somewhere. Yeah. Because I would love to watch it at some point. So, it's only the, the one month run. It's That's not, what it's scheduled for. Gotcha. So, it yeah. could get extended, but you just don't know. Don't know. Cool. But yeah, very cool. Anything oh, else? Oh, that's great. Uh, no, I don't. And I forgot to watch Survivor this week. Um, and you so have one bo- job. First of all, it comes out on Thursdays and Wednesdays. we record on Thursdays. Wednesdays. Wednesday nights. I rearrange my schedule just to watch the show. Yeah, you're a fucking dork. I have a life with friends. This is accurate. I have um, nowhere else to be. So... Um, I was supposed to write down subject topics for the bonus episode. Forgot to do that too. Um, so here's the the topic is tomorrow. Yes. It's Friday. Yes. Um, oh, I'll come up with some topics. Oh yeah. You can come up with topics too. So tomorrow's Friday. I have two main things I am doing. One, I am going into a hospital to interview a heart doctor. Don't remember what kind. Doesn't matter. And then... I am going to teach horseback riding lessons, and it's costume day. So I am trying to figure out an outfit that can work in a professional interview setting and also work as a costume for my riding students. Nice. So I think we're just going to have a a conversation about that, and I would love to talk to you about costumes writ large. I know you've never dressed up. I can just feel it in my heart. I wrote down right now while you were talking, um, I went outdoors of my house why? Like to an actual place where humans go. Why? I will tell you all about it. Oh, that's exciting. Yes. Um, where I, do we find you? You can always find me on Twitter. I'm at Jess Bloomke. Um, you can always email us at friendlyatheistpodcast at gmail.com. And as always, you can leave a review for our uh, podcast. And I'm going to read one to you now. But first, Hemant, where can we find you? Bud? I am at Hemant Meta on Twitter. Go to onlysky.media to see the articles. I'm on Substack. Go to YouTube. It's everywhere. Just, just you know, Google the shit. Uh, stop interrupting, in, interrupting Hemant. Jessica, three exclamation <laughs> points. Friday, four, five stars see, from Mark's hey, 44. <laughs> Love the show, but Jess keeps annoyingly interrupting Hemet. Why Hemet. are you a co-host when Hemet. you keep having something to you say? You spelled your name wrong. It's racist. Well, he's in the middle of a story or even the heart of the joke. It's getting so bad that I have to rewind the show just to understand what was said. Please, Jessica, just let him finish and then talk. <laughs> I love what she has to say, but she needs to be more patient. Thanks for all you do. Love, my mother. <laughs> 
that's not true. It's not from my mother, but she does say things like that to me a lot. Um, nothing else exciting. I leave would, a, uh, leave us a better read. review. It's yeah, all good. listen, five stars are five stars. Those stars still <laughs> spend, you know. Uh, join our Patreon. Listen to this bonus podcast. It's going to be really good and not. I'll tell you about me going to a party <laughs> and not shoe strung together. Okay, <laughs> bye all. <laughs>